हेलो एवरीवन दिस इज कथक का चक्कर माय नेम इज प्रमित एंड दिस प्लेस इज डिजाइन टू बी अ सेंट्रल प्लेटफॉर्म टू ब्रिंग कॉन्वर्सेशंस विद कथकर्स अक्रॉस द ग्लोब एंड एज वेल ओके ऑल राइट सो कैन गेट स्टार्टेड नाउ सो Yeah, today I have with me Manisha Bhaiji. Manisha Thai is the senior disciple of late Guru Rohini Bhaiji. She has taken intense training in the Lucknow Jaipur Gharana, now known as the Rohini Gharana. She has done her masters in Kathak from Savitri Bai Phule Pune University. She holds a diploma in both psychology and ethics from Pune University Pali Department. Currently, she is a guru and a teaching faculty in the Lalit Kala Kendra Pune University. She is the founder and director of Sukriti Kathak Dance Academy, which has completed 32 years. Manisha Thai has a unique repertoire in presenting Buddhist literature through Kathak dance. She has been the first performer to present dance at the heritage site of Bodhi Temple at Bolkhaya in 2016. She has also received special mention from His Holiness Dalai Lama and got the opportunity to perform in front of him and seek his blessings. Manisha Thai has choreographed and performed some unique compositions as poems. of harivansh rai bachchan and performed in front of amitabh bachchan and received mention in his blog too she has also been fortunate to choreograph sequences and perform them from lata for lata mangeshkar and late minister vilas rao deshmukh choreographies and ballets impart an important place in today's dance world to sustain classical dance in the era of bollywood and reality shows presentation plays and presentation plays a vital role Performing classical repertoire in a beautifully choreographed sequence is is an insight given to Manisha Thai by Guru Rohini Ji. Manisha Thai has performed in all major festivals in India and performed and conducted workshops across. To name a few, uh, Sadhanira. Can you tell me this one? I forgot. Yeah, this one I should ask you before. Is it Sadhanira Festival? Sadhanira Festival. Sadhanira. Okay. Yeah. To yes. name a few, the Sadhanira Festival, Bhopal, the Konark Festival, Hampi Festival, Mandu Festival, Thali Festival. Kalidas Festival, Kalka Bindra Festival, and she's also performed abroad in UK, Germany, France, Singapore, Malaysia, Vienna, and Zurich. Manisha Thai is an eloquent speaker and has given lectures in renowned colleges on dance and space, dance and choreography, origin of Kathak, etc. Also does programs of poetry recital with a few dancers and theater actors. Manisha Thai has done several choreographies like Maya Darpan, Maini, Pravash. Is it Pravash or? मनीषा How are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm very. And at this point, I'd like to thank Sampada Thai and her senior student Mimansa for introducing me to you, and the lineage of Rohini Ji in general. So just to get started, Manisha Thai, you uh, wanted to start off with talking about Abhinay and creations. Uh, okay. And when talking about Abhinay, what is your favorite thing about Abhinay? Actually, my favorite thing is depicting what mm-hmm. is said beyond the lines. Abhinaya has so many dimensions. Uh, we'll take a thumri for instance kahe rokat dagar pyare the single line is repeated again and again by the vocalist and the dancer 
makes different gestures on that specific line sometimes what is not said in the line also the dancer tells those things by his or her abhinaya and that is my favorite part of explaining it to the audience what is not said into that line and that is my favorite part because you know you have to think about that line in all different dimensions hmm. what the poet or the writer has said you have to just go beyond those words and explain what you want to say so yes hmm <laughs> that's a great starting point so when you say beyond the lines and looking at it in different dimensions Yes. where does that understanding come from is that like context in from who, who said that line or yeah where does that where do you get these those extra dimensions from in your practice uh first of all what the line says is the, is the most important thing so you go through all the poetic lines which are given over there or written by the uh, poet mm-hmm. and then uh usually it is my process that i go through the thumri the whole piece Mm-hmm. and then i start uh, actually taking conclusions on myself mm. what would be relevant for that thumri which mm. is not written over there there are a few things you know when you say when you give examples also sometimes you say something mm-hmm. but you just want to underline something else and the uh, narrator doesn't say it but you get get that his point mm. so i just go beyond that and it's my process i go through those lines again and again hmm. and uh, not only by reading them hmm. but i do sanchari bhav which is said sanchari i dance upon them hmm. i explore it in a different way i just try to go through that process okay. and of course this insight is given to me by my guru pandita hmm. rohini bhate ji because she used to go that way and when we used to learn from her hmm. she uh, usually told us that this is the meaning i am telling you to do this 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 abhinay on this line hmm. now just start exploring on your own what yeah. else would you people do on it okay so it was in our teaching process itself i see so the way you are taught the way you do it and you, the way you move it forward and just so i understand that you understand what the poet says in the line so what is in the lines and then you kind of really think about it and go beyond that and yes. which kind of begs the next question where so you uh, so you as a kajaka you kind of been there with this poem spent so much time you know the history you know the lines you know what's in between you kind of have that and when you're portraying this to an audience who may not have that background or the time you spent with that mm-hmm. so and you when you're talking about these complexities of explaining things be, between the lines so mm-hmm. how do you what is the when it comes to that process how do you convey those lines when they've not spent that time with it how what does your process like to convey yeah. to them that's very interesting thing you've asked me actually this is i would say this would come under the uh, heading it is art education you know as dancers we do so many things but mm. the general audience which we say layman doesn't understand the uh, beauty of it mm. and so they get quite fed up also they don't want to come in the auditorium to see the dance because they feel mm. this is quite complex to understand mm. so usually what i do and what i teach is katha kahe so kathak kehlave so to start with i explain most of the things which i am going to dance in that thumri or, or in that abhinaya piece acha the first and foremost and most important thing is this we can have a dialogue with an audience Hmm. this is such a great thing for all kathaks hmm 
so uh, i explain whatever i am going to do and mm-hmm. i don't expect from audience mm-hmm. that they can understand each and every nuance which i have performed mm-hmm. you know they should get the idea of uh, the thumri as an whole it mm-hmm. is not necessary that they should understand each and every gesture particularly mm-hmm. because that needs a lot of training mm-hmm. which is not given by dancers or any artist in that case mm-hmm. not neither musicians give that uh, uh, education to the audience so we can't expect them to understand each and every line mm-hmm. what is said by the body that is by the dancer mm-hmm. but when you give the gist and the story of it mm-hmm. uh, the audience is capable of getting that mm-hmm. and that's it because this is a very long process of understanding mm-hmm. each and every gesture and every movement of yours mm-hmm. so okay. so okay yeah thanks for explaining that yeah, i think that that kind of puts in perspective you tell you tell them what they are doing you tell them what they are doing then you do it and do you have like a conclusion please for you when you kind of finish do you kind of summarize and say something to the audience as well no okay uh, i usually explain it right before oh, yeah. what i am going to do it and then i perform it okay yeah. awesome that helps and since you're talking about art education and people not understanding things that kind of brings me to my next question because like for me it's like uh, when i when i when i started kathak i had like almost zero patience for watching kathak itself so i kind of felt bad but now i realize that the more i learn the more i can mm-hmm. appreciate what others are doing because they're doing it better or something like that so right now i can appreciate like if someone is like has like has cleaner lines in her stuff or like that that car sounds are clearer or you know they are not falling apart when they're doing chakras i i appreciate mm. that when it comes to abhinay i have a hard time understanding appreciating that what's happening is like i've noticed like uh, like a lot of like kathak artists send me their pieces so i'll i'll see the nitrapadi abhinay part i'll try to see that i'm like nahi samajh mein nahi aa raha aage badh raha so okay and i've also noticed like this is something like it's a mystery to me where i've seen a lot of senior artists do like a small abhinay piece and then other senior artists are going crazy over it like oh my god that's amazing this tears in their eyes i'm like what's going on what's going on so uh what i uh, what i want to ask you manisha tai is like like as for beginner students or things or even like audiences how do you how do you develop an appreciation for abhinay or if it doesn't make sense to you what should i be looking for when i watch an abhinay piece uh actually uh, it's a bit difficult thing to explain pramit you know mm-hmm. uh, abhinaya is again one more thing that uh, it is a heart to heart connection you know uh, sometimes it has happened with me that when i perform and even if the audience is a layman uh, the feeling which i am feeling at that moment mm-hmm. you know i am able to create that aura that the audience feels the same thing with me okay so jise hindi mein prabhavashali kehte hain i don't know how to mention it but sometimes you are uh, in the same space hmm. and you can feel that vibe of hmm. uh, the emotion yeah huh? it it is not necessarily that it happens each and every time but uh, i have experienced it that most of the times people do uh, get that vibe hmm. again i'll say that uh, it may happen so that they may not understand each and everything what i'm trying to hmm. tell them yeah. but they can understand the emotion strongly because you know uh, though it is a layman that person also has emotions hmm. he has tears when he sees that somebody is hurting someone 
he can feel that when a man and a woman are shown in abhinaya mm-hmm. and if they are trying to show love he can feel that love that uh, person also mm-hmm. this is what i think uh, and secondly most important for you that you said that i am unable to understand why there are tears in people's eyes so that is a thing that you just have to go on watching uh, abhinaya and as you progress in your learning mm-hmm. you will be capable of understanding all the subtleties and nuances of abhinaya hmm abhinaya is not a thing which you can just uh, you know uh, like sowing a seed it is not like that hmm the seed may bloom or may not bloom you can't teach abhinaya you can tell what you expect from uh, the person who is doing abhinaya mm-hmm. but you can't tell how to move his eyebrow or how to move his cheek or how to uh, handle that gesture at a certain time hmm uh, it has to come from within the dancer has to feel the emotion as if he or she himself is going through that situation hmm and when this happens uh, i'm sure i'm quite sure that the audience also gets that emotion as i said earlier hmm uh, the person who is performing abhinaya Uh, yeah. has to be very very strong in emoting his or her emotion hmm i have i have performed vividly all over india and extensively outside india also mm-hmm. but i have never uh, heard on the contrary i have taken from those people that you know i had goosebumps when you did that particular mm-hmm. movement that is the thing that he he or she may not have understood what exactly at that time i'm doing but he or she had understood that emotion which i was emoting at that time hmm. so uh, yes that is it the person who is rendering the abhinaya has to be a very strong uh, personality which uh, can uh, emote that emotion immediately hmm. you must watch vaibhav arekar for that if you haven't arekar a r e k r arekar a r e k a r yeah he is a bharatanatyam dancer but you should see the way he emotes and expresses himself okay yeah and if you have seen rohini ji uh, you should watch her videos also because she was she uh, in her last days most 5 to 6 years mm. she just sat and did abhinaya mm. it was excellent for all of her students because we had learned from her mm. but i have seen the uh, houseful house packed audience where the 900th audience who is sitting at the back crying when she was emoting the abhinaya so that is the power of abhinaya i have witnessed it hmm okay so i think one thing is clear i think more since i have kind of started watching kathak mostly through a screen i mean mm-hmm. what i'm thinking is i maybe i'm missing something because i'm no i haven't seen a lot of it in show in theaters yeah now I, you've got the point that's right because if i go back to like the first the one the, i've we've done one annual showcase when i started the experience mm-hmm. of watching it there like before mm-hmm. going in i thought we, i don't want to sit and watch for three hours but it was it kind of flew by because i was performing and watching mm-hmm. so i think that is one thing and one thing when i said i guess i'd like to mention is Uh, if you if there's something you feel you can explain in Hindi and it will be lost in translation in English, feel free to switch, because okay. I do entire inter- interviews in Hindi as well, and we have interviews where we switch back and forth. So that's okay. not a problem at all. I got eighty nine in both in Hindi and I got eighty eight okay. in English. <laughs> But okay. yeah, because uh, yeah, because that also helps uh, like move conversations forward. So that's why. Yes. 
that's so right. that's yeah. there and if you want to ever speak start speaking in bengali that's fine too but mala <laughs> Mara- but mala marathi at nahi but so uh, <laughs> i was saying so and yes yeah, so and also yeah so that kind of really helped to understand there and you talked about emoting experiences that you shared and yes. so i have so i have a thing here which is going to be interesting that if you have uh, an insight here so recently i had like say a 14 15 year old dancer and she uh-huh. uh, and she was talking about emoting a ghazal and she said that like she was at a stage where it was very hard for her to have that experience and kind of emote that and so she uh-huh. was she was reading about it and she was talking to her senior guru and hey what it's like so manisha i guess since you've been doing kathak for so long teaching for so long have you ever had to emote an abhinay piece where you felt mm-hmm. like you hadn't had that experience and mm-hmm. if so how did you tackle that and how did you go on doing it for yourself uh yes i oh. you know when we started learning tumris we were mm. very young mm. uh, 15 16 now as you say there and the first and you don't have that experience you know uh, and typically the historical tumris where radha and krishna are mentioned mm-hmm. you don't go through that those phases mm. huh? so uh, yes but uh, somehow i never thought of it as a difficulty mm. uh, i think uh, it was more of a expression just mm-hmm. a general expression which my teacher taught me mm-hmm. that is rohini kai taught me and more of the gestures hand gestures made it more possible and easy mm-hmm. for me to emote you know you don't have to need to go through that because at those stages you are taught very simple things also which mm-hmm. don't have a deeper sense and meaning understood huh? and this i would like to mention the, this over here mm-hmm. that yes Uh, i have seen this happening with me myself and my students also mm. the moment they are in love with somebody mm. their body language changes oh they start emoting it more uh, very more beautifully than Ach- they did it earlier acha the moment uh, they go into motherhood their expression of vatsalya changes okay this happened with all of us me and my guru behens also and mm. i have seen this in all my students also mm. this transition and it is a really a very beautiful transition the because when you experience it mm. naturally your gestures uh, become uh, they don't remain shallow you know okay they have a feel to everything mm. and that's the most important part of emoting in abhinaya when you have the feel of doing a particular thing mm. uh, it is expressed more beautifully because see uh, when Uh, and the auditorium is packed with 900 or 1200 people mm. how do you expect to reach through your expression to the last person it is mm. not possible right. but you can reach to that person by your gestures mm. and when those gestures have a feel of that thing yes oh. it is transformed till then mm. again this is a very uh, experiential thing and uh, i think most of the dancers experience this transition I see. So, on a light on a on a lighter note, uh, Manisha, I said so. Since you, you said you, you see you see a transition, so yes, can if you uh, and uh, to reverse engineer that, have you uh, are you able to tell which of your students are uh, just started dating based on how they started dating? <laughs> yes, emoting? yes. You've been of able to course, figure that out. I'm the first one to know it. <laughs> okay, without even them telling you. Don't deny it. I see. <laughs> So you can just see them perform, and you're like, okay, fine. You started dating now, and that's 
the moment they enter the class chori mm. wo door i mm. say that yeah something is going on oh okay yeah and they, they start denying because that is the usual face that no 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 tai it's nothing like that mm. and after a few days when they come into light they say now my senior students are there yeah. and they tell the younger ones you just can't skip it from tai's eyes you know uh-huh. you just enter the class and she knows that you are in love <laughs> and you are dating somebody so you just go and tell her that this is it mm. that's the thing yes yeah, so that's amazing i never thought of that i know that uh, like with senior students like uh, there's kind of a bond and all that but that's very interesting that you're able to figure things out just by looking at how they move that's almost a yes. superpower it is a superpower and... no actually uh, this is also a vision given by my teacher guru mm. rohini tai also mm. uh, knew that we were in love and we are going to get married oh. we were we would enter motherhood and she knew it actually she knew it she hmm. used to say this to it hey manisha something is going on hmm. and uh, uh, as usual i said no no tai nothing nothing she said i am i know yaar i can see it from your child uh, i just would like to mention a small incidents over here mm-hmm. uh, my daughter was just two and a half years old and uh, Uh, there was no maid at the house that day so i picked her from my school from mm-hmm. her school and took her to my uh, riyaz thing to my class where rohini mm-hmm. ji taught us yeah the moment she she took off her shoes she was two and a half and the moment she entered the class and she just walked from the door to the sitting place mm-hmm. and she sat over there and rohini ji called me up and she said manisha i am telling you mm-hmm. your daughter is going to be more graceful than you are Hmm. so be ready for that because a time will come that you will feel a bit jealous of her when people will applaud her more than you hmm. so i just laughed and said no goivita this won't happen i will be more than happy because she is my daughter yeah and i want her to succeed more than me right. she said but remember you and are you also are an artist so hmm. this may happen with you and i'm telling you the same thing when my daughter uh, entered into dancing and all that mm-hmm. not only my colleagues outer people also came and said me she you are graceful manisha but mm-hmm. she is more graceful than you are mm-hmm. so two and a half year old child toddler mm-hmm. is walking like that and going from there and she said that she is going to be a good dancer see what what vision she had mm-hmm. and it came true okay yeah understood <laughs> Yeah, I'm just processing that. And, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of interesting things here. Like, I like I think uh, there there is a thing, and this is something I'm going to be discussing with the, in a guest in the future as well. Shinjini Di says she wanted to discuss this, but the whole idea is that if you think about it, like the next generation will have mm-hmm. advantages. Like she, like your daughter has the advantages of learning from you and the teachings of Rohini Ji at mm-hmm. a younger age. So she's going yes. to have that thing. So it's very natural for the next generation to have because they have the advantages from the previous generation and the kind of on the show on their shoulders for them to be able to grasp that and go beyond. So mm-hmm. it's kind of natural for the next generation to surpass. I think we have this thing that a senior is always better than a junior, but they have these advantages. Like from a, from my standpoint, like uh, if I think of like the advantages I have of living in the US and things like that. it's based off what my dad did my grandmother did and my grandfather did so it's kind yeah, of a progression 
And if you're comfortable answering this, Manisha, otherwise we won't. You talked about Rohini making a prediction that you might be uncomfortable when that happens. So when that mm-hmm. stage came and Rohini kind of prepared you for it, but it actually happened to you. How did you feel when it happened? Like when you were getting, I was immensely happy. Hmm. Uh, you know, somehow I don't have that feeling about jealousy in mm-hmm. my art. Uh, I have seen my colleagues uh, going a lot forward than me. Hmm. Uh, getting more pro performances than me at times mm-hmm. i have accompanied them as a padantakar also mm-hmm. at many times but i have never uh, felt that piece called jealousy you know mm-hmm. i have said that i am trying my level best what yeah. is there i am going to get acha and what they are getting is okay that is quite okay mm-hmm. and somehow the sen- that sentence of rohini tai always mm-hmm. was uh, at ba- at the back of my mind that mm-hmm. please don't be jealous at that time Hmm. and maybe because of that i didn't never thought that uh, hmm. how is she dancing so beautifully i am proud of her that she dances more beautifully than i do so hmm. i am actually very proud of her understood understood and when we're talking about the dance form and the next thing i want to discuss is creation and your creative process when you said that whether that's for yourself or your for your students or like say like the workshop you're doing recently as well when uh, i guess when you want to what is your creative process like from like say idea to like execution in the sense that you wanted to do something like say in this example say a dance piece and mm-hmm. how what is your process like do you listen to the music first or do you decide something the steps first just want to understand what how your mind works generally uh actually the idea comes at any uh, any moment you know mm. at 2 o'clock at night also i have an idea mm. and uh, i'm fast asleep Mm-hmm. but the idea is in my mind always mm-hmm. and early in the morning nowadays i can share my ideas with my daughter because she is also mm-hmm. in that process but mm-hmm. previously before uh, before that uh, five six years back there was mm-hmm. nobody to share these ideas right. so i would just go through those ideas mm-hmm. and uh, pen it down first first of all i write it down what i want okay. from that Uh, particular idea mm. because uh, for example if i say shiva tanda mm. uh, many people have done a lots of things on shiva mm. so what would i give something different from that typical choreography mm. that was my first thought about a typical choreography mm. and it is usually the way i'm telling you right now mm. so i pen it down then i think about the pieces which i can give from it then i have a script ready mm. then i go to my musicians and I, we discuss the music which can be created and then i start choreographing uh, a few times only it has happened that i have choreographed on beats that mm. is one two three four and i have set a whole piece on just beats mm. and i have sent the rough video to the musicians okay. and asked them to compose a piece on that Hmm. But this process is very rare. Usually, the music comes first for me, mm-hmm. and then I choreograph on it. Okay. And nowadays, I'm very rich with concepts because my senior students also uh, give their inputs in this. Hmm. And uh, at home, basically, uh, at tea time also, I can sit with my daughter and we can discuss. We can have a very beautiful discussion about ideas. my idea her ideas which can be taken which can can't be taken which have to be discarded hmm. and yes so this is a long process we think about so many things at a time and uh, after all i have to take choose only one thing which i really really feel okay. uh, and usually it is a very gut feeling for me you know yeah 
my gut says that yes this is the right thing you have to do then only i proceed mm. or i cancel all those ideas and do nothing i sit idle mm. so Understood. usually this is the process okay so you just uh, you get an idea you take it and grab it immediately write it down and then yeah. that kind of preserves it for that time and then you can do what you want with it which is okay i i i, I understand that now and um, this is more of an open ended question but i'd like to know like when it comes to your favorite creations whether that's one or two or whichever you want to talk about tell us which is your favorite creation and what is it that you love about it like and that creation can be a music piece a workshop or whatever in, in yeah in, love actually there are plenty of favorite creations mm-hmm. but the own is recent one shivatandav i did it in 2017 mm-hmm. uh it was a ballet uh, shiva's seven tandavs were taken mm-hmm. and usually tandav means vigorous movements and all that mm-hmm. but i was able to inculcate a few things which uh, don't which actually uh, can't be said to be kathak mm-hmm. but still they were in the uh, classical uh, what we can say uh, classical framework Achha. still it was in the classical framework but some movements were so vigorous and so different uh, i think i don't think anyone else has used it till date hmm. that was the basic thing of uh, that ballet and uh, yes so that's why it, it's my most favorite creation till date hmm. and the second most favorite is uh, chanda rohini in uh, memory of my guru i created three and a half beats chanda hmm. and i composed a tal numa on that 10 minutes piece uh, a musical piece we say it as a chanda because sade teen matra can't be a tal oh so it is a chanda which goes and i uh, started thinking about it when i was traveling from bhopal to pune hmm. uh, we finished a performance in bhopal and in, we were traveling in a bus Mm-hmm. and i started doing something i had my students mm-hmm. along with me three students senior of my students okay. and i started composing it and it was so nice to think about it and then i googled so what name should i give it to it because i wanted to give it uh, rohini tai's name mm-hmm. and it had occurred that uh, rohini is an uh, constellation you know mm-hmm. nakshatra it is said to be a nakshatra okay. rohini is a nakshatra constellation so the moon rotates in that nakshatra for 3 and 1/2 days yes okay and i set that beat of 3 and 1/2 and so the name rohini appropriately came to it okay yeah i was going to ask you uh, uh, my actually my follow up question will be why 3 and 1/2 but you can answer that already which is straight yeah yeah hmm. so yes that is one another piece that which is very close to my heart after hmm. that and now there are plenty of things in the tube Let's see when we get an opportunity to perform. Of course, and I'm sure you will, Manisha. Right. <laughs> so, Manisha, I guess we've talked about your creations, and we talked about your abhinay, we talked about uh, all of that. Uh, next thing, I guess, I want to talk about is like current trends and social media, because we're in Kathak, and how you feel about that. Because uh, it looks like, like from even from my perspective, like. for me it's easier to kind of find guests who are on instagram because that's usually where i am at facebook scares me mm-hmm. a little bit uh, mm-hmm. so i kind of hang out there and through that i kind of reach out to other people and mm-hmm. now i'm very curious about finding people who are not on instagram or facebook who are kind of uh, like a little away from me like like gurus who've been out there but i don't see them so uh-huh. so i've been kind of doing that but i wanted to know from your perspective manisha that i like how do you feel about 
all the posting on social media you feel the pressure or things like that and actually uh, you know pramit uh, social media is good also but how you use it how you look at it uh, is a very important aspect for me maybe i'm a bit old school for that i don't know i'm not sure about it i am a vivid user of social media right now uh, for the last uh, say two and a half years i've been using this i didn't have an instagram account till date and my uh, daughter coaxed me into it that no you should have an mm-hmm. instagram account and all that and i just came into it uh, it's good for doing an advertisement mm-hmm. it is good to reach people that platform is too good to watch people who dance uh, yeah. because you can see plenty of dancers at mm-hmm. the same time and in very less time mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but the problem is very less time, less time. for me mm-hmm. you know uh, art or dance is not about just performing it is a given take thing hmm. which doesn't happen on social media acha you, you just keep giving you are being consumed by the uh, watchers of instagram and facebook mm-hmm. but you don't get feedback which we can get in an auditorium i see as we said earlier you were a re- bit reluctant to go and watch a 3 hour performance but when i said that the vibe the space it gives you knowledge of that art form though you don't know a also of that art form you know mm. that space is very important you need to share the same space then only you will be able to understand what the artist is telling you mm. and this is not possible on social media nowadays the second most important thing i think uh, is about the reels you know they have a time limit Hmm. nowadays i often see these things going on instagram pay rupees 200 and learn how to make a kathak reel really is that kathak really hmm. it is not kathak and then you degrade also yourself because someone is telling you how to do three hastaks in just 200 rupees and i'm going to charge say uh, 800 rupees for that hmm. at my academy who is going to come and pay me 800 rupees as they are going to get to know that i am going to get this thing in 200 rupees yaar why should i pay so much thing right it's not necessary for me to do so i see so i i i personally feel how much you should go to that platform hmm is it really necessary let's take a break hmm let's go down to our roots and let's let's think about it in the western culture we follow the westerners everywhere mm-hmm. but not in a good sense okay they haven't thrown away ballet you know today yeah. also the theaters over there are full you have to do advance booking to watch a ballet like swan the black swan you just mm. have to go because i have witnessed a ballet yeah. myself and i saw that ballet standing for 3 hours because i didn't get the ticket over there oh yeah so if that is the case here in india Mm-hmm. we just have to strive to bring the audience to the theaters because yeah. they are already getting plenty of things hmm. they don't want to watch me why would they yeah nowadays big uh, uh, artist also mm-hmm. uh, don't get audience hmm. oh. because everything is available on instagram on youtube on facebook it is instantly given it to them why yeah. will they come to the auditorium to get that feel of the space hmm that 
so yeah it is good for advertisement again i'll say it is good mm. for advertisement it is good to reach people it is good to know people mm. now i came to know you because of this only Mm. because of sampada and this platform only so yes. i'm happy that yes i came into connection with pramil and he will become go into my fr- friend list forever now because mm. i know how he is and mm. vice versa yeah but i shouldn't give my art give away my art because you know uh, only a typical group of people watch your performance go, only those people go on watching your performance over there mm-hmm. and they write only yeah excellent this is excellent mm-hmm. what about the criticism you need to go through because when you get criticism you grow mm-hmm. the growth has totally stopped okay and what i do different from last piece i feel that is my growth hmm but this is all my my thinking na yes. it can't be when you get it from somebody else mm-hmm. who is not a part of your art mm-hmm. and telling you something else to shift it shift this movement from that or do a different expression mm-hmm. it makes a difference in you because you start thinking about that okay understood so, i hope you understand my point yes um So if you ever see me doing this, like looking serious and all that, I don't smile a lot in my interviews because I'm because usually I ask questions that I don't know the answer to. So I'm this is my learning phase. Yeah, uh, wondering. Yeah. But yeah. So and uh, so I guess a couple of things here I wanted to ask. And give me a second. So we talk about things. Yes. So first of all, U.S. theater scene. So I just wanted to add something to that. So yes, the Swans, the Broadway shows, and all that will get packed theaters. but mm-hmm. when you come a little off broadway and you come to like the standard theater piece um, the whole mm-hmm. the scene here is the same where like the performing artist is saying hey he's telling their friends hey come to my show and like your uh-huh. best friends will come but the other ones yeah. will be like okay so <laughs> like the performing artist struggle is similar in the sense that if you're not the top of the table which is the hamiltons mm. and all of the world you will still have like you you will still have shows that will not perform well and things and it's a business to run and all mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. uh it's just arguably easier to have a living like have a decent standard of living even that mm-hmm. standard may not if you compare it here in the us you might be considered whatever but oh. yeah i think it's easier to just have everything in general like a car and a, an apartment and things like yeah. that with yeah that. but yeah I, i will say that uh, the broadway shows and everything get a lot of recognition everything else mm-hmm. people don't if they're not used to it anything indie and all that they're not really going to those either it's uh, there's yeah, a lot of yeah. like go watch my show and they don't really go so <laughs> that happens a lot yes um, yes then we are sailing in the same boats i think yeah <laughs> it's yeah if you because if you only see because swan lake is like the top of the cream it's like those yeah you know, yeah i understand yeah so yeah, that's I, where yeah. there is cuz like i've seen a little bit of it cuz I've done some improv comedy here, like that's just kind of a not from I've done here before Kathak. Uh, okay. So there, a lot of people there come from theater. So I got mm-hmm. to see some of that. Okay. And the next thing is criticism, which is very interesting for me, Anisha. Anisha, I, because we um, uh, one thing I wanted to know, Tai, uh, I guess, from your perspective, uh-huh. and yes, the comments aren't the best, but it's what we have for feedback. So, what kind of comments would you like to see from your followers? I, see, I, I, I mean, you don't want to see like. No, I, I didn't get you actually. You were yeah, no just worries. stuck over there. Yes, you just was, have to repeat what I said. Sure thing. So, for Manisha, I guess the com like like com- I see comments are comments and messages are the feedback you can get from social media. Not the best as mm-hmm. someone coming to you in person and saying that. So, mm-hmm. 
what kind of comments would you like to see from your followers? Yeah, it's one thing to say, if you say excellent and all that, that's great, has its place, but doesn't really add value. You also don't want to hear that, hey, this, is, this wasn't my thing or nothing. Or, you're like, or you don't want to hear some negative things there. So uh, I guess, um, yeah, what if you want to get criticism or constructive criticism or feedback, what would you like to see your followers or what would you like to see from them or in, in terms of engagement with that? Actually, the truth about that piece, what they really feel, because mm. uh, if I post a 15 minute piece, yeah. I know that uh, they are going to scroll it 10, 10 seconds forward. Mm. You know, mm. most of them don't watch that 15 minute piece completely. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's why there is no criticism at all. Mm. And I'm not talking about criticism, hard criticism, yeah. just to think that, hey, Manisha, this could have been uh, better than what you have done. Hmm. that type of criticism also is a criticism okay. which makes me uh, think about what I have done hmm. you know this is just being a one way process for me right now right, I'm performing right. yeah. I'm creating and I'm putting it up on the social media I don't know whether it is good or bad or it is mediocre hmm. I need to know that because it will make me grow as an artist right Understood. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess with that, the challenge for me would be like in the sense if, if even if I saw a piece and I said this can be better, uh-huh. now that's like a loaded thing, right? Because you're telling like a senior artist, like their thing can be better. And uh-huh. um, yeah, so I guess from an audience perspective or someone like you may not even feel qualified to give someone criticism you may have i understand yeah so i guess yeah how do you process like do you uh, do you get feedback from your audience uh and and uh, like junior students and things like that how do you process it or how do you encourage them to give that to you does that make sense i don't okay (laughs) i haven't tried this at all (laughs) okay I actually don't because I rely yeah. on, you know, though I'm saying this, I yeah. have been a victim of social media still because I want to sell myself. Right. I right, want right. to sell my art. Mm. I want to be in front of people's eyes always. Right, right, right. Because that is the part of the game, you know. I have mm. I want to be in the game. Mm-hmm. I just want, don't want to leave it right now. Yeah. So though I'm saying all these things, yes, still I am posting my videos. Mm. Two minutes, three minutes and whatever it is that I am doing the same thing. Right. But if given a choice, I won't. Okay. But right now, I really don't have a choice. Hmm. Understood. I am a person who is not jealous, as I said earlier. But mm-hmm. I am a person who is hungry, mm-hmm. who wants performances yeah. to happen. And that's it. And so I am in the game right now. Understood. Okay. In the game. And what I really liked is what you said is how you felt about it. Because when I try to leave comments on an artist page, I try to make it a little more detailed instead of just like or something like that usually if I find <laughs> something that I like I never yes. post any criticism because I feel like it's not in my place and it's like they'll figure it out but yeah because I don't feel I don't feel comfortable offering that right now so I just keep it positive but yeah but I feel then uh, those people who are of my caliber yeah. my caliber I mean senior as I am a bit mm-hmm. senior than you mm-hmm. people yes uh, we should be open enough to say something about that piece mm. not criticize it but at least you can say that uh, darling this could have been a bit better Angie. you can write it with in good words not uh, necessary you have to be very harsh and say what stupidity what are you performing it's not necessary at all 
you just can be frank enough to say that i'll uh, can i call you okay yeah that can be a easy conversation okay. you know i see i don't think that many of the artists will deny this Mm. they will say yes i we are open for that because they know mm. they value your opinion and mm. when you know that people value your opinion you should yeah. be open enough to tell it to them hmm yeah the reason i ask you is because when i said that in, in general it's like if you ask any human like hey are you open to feedback they'll say yes mm. but there's another mm-hmm. thing when you give someone feedback then you realize if they're actually open to feedback because everyone will say i want i want people to be honest with me i want that but when it actually mm. happens it's kind of different and it's true for like almost every person in the world so it's very interesting mm. that concept but moving on from that i think good time to talk about your dance academy a little bit and like your yes. students and your teaching practice so on that note manisha i guess could you tell us a little bit about sapriti kathak academy where it's at right now and what you, what you're doing okay. with it uh so actually i started my academy at a very early age i was mm-hmm. just 18 years old okay and i started my academy the reason behind that was mm-hmm. as i have mentioned earlier i had my first teacher was guru zafar farid mulla sir mm-hmm. and uh, i learned from him for 10 years mm-hmm. uh, i had a learning from him and mm-hmm. he was such a beautiful kind hearted person mm-hmm. that he was the one who told me that manisha now i have nothing to give it to you Hmm. so you should move from me and go to some other teacher oh. you know this is such a rare quality to find mm-hmm. but mulla sir was that person mm-hmm. and uh, you know i just uh, where i lived uh, it was far away from the city and i had been through those hurdles cycling 8 to 10 kilometers daily for my dance class uh, attending my school and other activities and coming back back on the cycle mm. so i knew what hurdles were there Right. and so randomly i thought that now i have so much of knowledge that i can start a dance class okay yeah so i started my dance class and then i took admission in rohini tai's academy acha you know it, after starting my dance class was it called sukriti back then or was it called something else no it was called mayuri nrityale you know a very childish name uh, because achha. i was a child achha, achha. so <laughs> it was called mayuri nrityale okay and i entered rohini tai she took my audition and she said that yeah you are a better dancer i can teach you and all that Must. and uh, i told her that rohini tai i am already conducting classes but if you say so uh, i will just shut it down because it is okay for me i want to learn dance basically mm-hmm. i want to be a good dancer okay but she was also very kind enough and she mm-hmm. said that you have started a very good work Mm-hmm. of teaching someone else mm-hmm. so please go ahead with uh, it and she gave this rechristened mayuri to sukruti mm-hmm. kathak dance academy acha sukruti is a good gesture kruti mm-hmm. is a gesture mm-hmm. and su is a good so sukruti you are yeah. doing a good gesture by teaching girls your intention is good so please just oh, go ahead oh that's cool sorry yeah so that's why it became sukruti kathak dance academy mm-hmm. and uh, people think when they listen that it has completed 32 years they think mm-hmm. that the director must be uh, 60 years old or something but mm-hmm. i'm not that old mm-hmm. i started uh, teaching early and mm-hmm. so the 32 years of my journey mm-hmm. uh, initially you know i made a lot of mistakes mm-hmm. in everything okay. and anything i didn't have a i, I had a, a teaching process but i'll tell you that definitely i learned a lot while teaching mm. and uh, it was a beautiful process i had very few girls my fees mm. were also you know uh, just 30 rupees per month mm-hmm. and that because it was not for uh, money you know it was for the sake of teaching giving mm. whatever knowledge you have okay 
and uh, now for the last 15 years i can see my senior students coming up uh, i have students who have been learning since their childhood mm. 9th 10th and they are married and they come to me today and their daughters also have joined my class so mm. this is <laughs> what i am i'm going through nice. and uh, i have a very beautiful bond with all my students most mm. of the senior students basically mm -hmm. and uh, uh, I, I would really love to mention here one thing that though I know that all my senior students don't want to take Kathak as a career, mm -hmm. they do it very passionately still. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with it. Yeah. Because I understand the hurdles of being only an artist in today's world. Okay. Because I, I myself tell my students that they should have two careers simultaneously and they mm -hmm. have the capacity of mm -hmm. being a dancer as well yeah. as something else what they want to hmm. they can balance it out very well if they have it in their mind they can do it that is the thing and so hmm. i have a very beautiful bond with all my most of the students now i don't teach the younger ones actually now mm -hmm. uh, for the last six five six years my daughter takes their classes okay. i don't i only teach the senior ones now mm -hmm. uh, so but yes i have a very good relationship with all of them yeah. and uh, I think they love me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they do, Manishada. I'm sure they do. Uh, so, and this kind of brings me to a question, which is like, and let me know if you're comfortable discussing it, of course. Because like, I lived in Pune for three years and I have had friends there. And I've noticed like, Pune is like such a beautiful town because you have kind of everything there, great universities there, opportunities. So if you grow yes. up in Pune, you, do, you don't need to leave Pune really because it's like, why would you? It's, it's lovely. I left because my dad had a transferable job, but I was like, okay. I complained to him all the time. Like, <laughs> go so but I also went for a Pugmark trip and I have some friends there and all that. Okay. And I went, yeah. And uh, so I wanted to ask you, so if you have, like we have in Pune, there's so many, yeah, the institutions and things like that, but for, specifically for you, like you, uh, you, you're kind of having students who will kind of work their own academy. It's likely they're in Pune. And mm -hmm. how does that work when it comes to like, you're in the same city, you are there, your student is there, they might have the same institution. How does it work in terms of sharing students' resources and not like, say, like eating into each other's academies or does that not happen at all? Or those dynamics, I was curious about uh... My students have their own dance classes, mm -hmm. but I have made a rule, you know, you learn from others' experiences. Mm -hmm. And here I have learned a lot from uh, my mother academy's experiences. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's a rule mm -hmm. we have taken. I have six branches right now. Yeah. And all my students are running it all over in Pune itself and Mumbai also. Yeah. But, you know, I have told them that they can't give it another name. That mm -hmm. branch would be treated as Sukruti Kathak Dance Academy, mm -hmm. uh, Pashan branch. Sukruti mm -hmm. Kathak Dance Academy, Bhosle Nagar branch. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they come under one umbrella. Mm -hmm. uh, so, the main academy is where I teach mm -hmm. over here. Yeah. And other are the branches of Sukruti itself. Okay. You know what happens when I give a different name from my main academy, okay. my interests start changing because I look forward for my students' welfare. Only mm. my academy's welfare. I don't look forward for the main branch thing. Understand. Right. So now what we do when we have a performance, we take all the branches together okay. and we set, we have an a idea for all of them okay. and we start setting according to it. Hmm. Understood. Now, because we uh, at Sukruti have an interdisciplinary syllabus, you know, okay. 
we teach music also over here mm-hmm. we teach um, exercise strength building yoga is which things are very necessary for okay. dance we go through this syllabus daily mm. so we have a uh, uh, once a month we have a music class Mm-hmm. and the teacher who is the music teacher is one of my senior students is, who is learning from me okay. she is ba in music so she conducts those classes of every batch we have a syllabus for that and then we have strengthening programs for from since the admission the mm-hmm. day the girl gets admission she has a program for herself mm-hmm. that is a yoga thing which okay. she has to do i see before starting her dance and before leaving the class okay. we have a set of exercises which we keep on changing acha this is for the strengthening of the girls basically because we have gone through that and knee injuries most of the times dancers have knee injuries because okay. they don't give them good time hmm. for uh, exercising and cooling down all that okay so because of that we have a very good regimen and these things which we plan in the main branch all other branches execute the same thing acha so we don't have clashes of interests you know mm. if they come up with a idea we just sit down we have a meeting every friday okay. we sit down we talk to each other we uh, exchange ideas and mm. the best idea is taken mm. not necessarily every time my idea works yeah. the girls also have brains and they give good ideas mm-hmm. so that idea works and we uh, implement it everywhere all in all branches mm. so that way we go till now we are working smoothly let's see what happens understood and that uh, so yeah thanks for explaining that whole process and the multiple academies and what you do with them and that kind of brings me to my next question where i usually ask this to people who run multiple academies where if you if you have multiple academies the way i'd envision it now people run it in different ways but your multiple academies then you know if you want uh, i guess what's your process to maintain see standardization like if 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 that's something you're interested in that ensuring that all the academies are kind mm-hmm. of running in a similar way or there if if it's your name attached to it your academy yes. then there's a, there's obligation that they have like some sort of a similar mission and vision and like yes. how the knowledge is being exported so part yes. of it is like training your students and make, and empowering them as much as possible but once they're on their own running academies how do you maintain your time between all these six academies traveling and just having some sort of standardization seeing if they're moving together i actually don't visit those academies regularly you know mm-hmm. we have a zoom call nowadays this is mm-hmm. very easy uh, yeah and then the teachers over there we have a session with the girls on okay. zoom yeah. so i talk to them yeah what's going on and what's not going on mm-hmm. one more thing to bring a, a uniformity in everything yeah. those who want to uh, open their own branches mm-hmm. have to go under uh, Uh, you know they have to take the classes under my eye under my mm. supervision for at least 3 to 6 months understood i just watch them how they teach yeah. how they groom the girls okay and then if there are some problems i tell them that no this is not the way you should go this way or that way yeah and then only they are allowed to open their own branch hmm. and teach over there so you know just to maintain the uniformity and as you said as my name is involved mm-hmm. i'm very keen that everything has to be in place right. and everything has to be up to the mark the quality mm-hmm. of teaching has to be up to the mark right okay so that's the thing and that that makes it easy yes i do visit the branches once a while mm-hmm. but once a month is not that much you know so mm-hmm. i just can or sometimes now uh, next month the pa- i have a branch at pashan Mm-hmm. those girls are very eager to see the main branch hmm. so they will be visiting my branch as okay. a field trip they will be here they will watch 
whatever is going on in over there so mm. this is a give and take That's thing focused. and yeah that would be wonderful for all of them to learn also on their own mm. to yeah. be on their own is the most best challenge which i think they have to answer the questions they have to face the situations and mm. they are told that they shouldn't call me for small petty things mm. they have to resolve it on their own that is the basic thing that's fair if they're running an academy i guess that comes with that yeah mm. so yeah i guess uh, you talked about challenge yeah i guess one thing i want to discuss here is one thing to teach kathak in the sense you know either, either you follow syllabus or the way you talk guru was taught and it's one thing to teach teachers how to teach and mm-hmm. that's one thing i want to get into i don't know if there's necessarily a syllabus for it like the gandhar was syllabus for kathak but uh, yeah where, what is your process to teach teachers like how do you start that how, how do you i guess they'll show some interest but how what how do you teach teachers to teach i guess you know the teachers have to be uh, of a certain caliber in mm-hmm. my eyes for them mm-hmm. basically yeah so say that they have to uh, do their visharad they reach their visharad level at least to be mm-hmm. good teachers mm-hmm. uh, a person who has done her praveshika purna the third mm-hmm. exam she yeah. can't open her branch okay she is not allowed to do so mm-hmm. basically again and uh, you know you can sense that quality of teaching in some girls while you watch them mm-hmm. because uh, i don't teach like a, a now a is finished i'll take the box yeah. b is finished i'll take the box no i don't do it that way yeah. i don't go that way we have a interactive session in each and every class hmm. so i uh, suddenly one day i'll come and say come on make a tihai in japtal now you girls start everybody make a tihai yes now which is the best one then they come together and they say tai we think this is the best one and okay so now onwards we will do this tihai after the tatkar hmm i scrap down my tihais also hmm okay it is not necessary that they should do the same thing for years together acha they if you want to make creative artists mm-hmm. of good caliber mm-hmm. they have to start thinking on their own okay and so when i do this i understand that yeah some of them don't get how to dance very well mm. they can't be uh, performers but this girl has the caliber of being a teacher mm. and this is proven i have seen this in my academy itself okay. that that a particular girl is has no caliber of being a good performer mm-hmm. because you know performers need a quality <laughs> they have to be a bit overconfident and uh, in marathi we say agao they okay. have to be a bit proud of themselves mm-hmm. yeah yep. uh, otherwise they can't they they have to be uh, good sellers of their art you know yes 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 then only they can be good performers mm-hmm. because nowadays it's difficult to get programs so you need to uh, tell people that this is it i am a dancer and i'm okay. more better than all the other dancers which acha so this quality is not there in each and every person acha so on that note manisha tai agao yes. and sagar and things like that and like cuz i uh, do you feel like part of it is your bond with it but do you think mm-hmm. that's a skill that can be taught or inculcated over time and nurtured or is that something that people are born with necessarily how do you feel about that i think people are born with that quality hmm. okay because you know it is your characteristic what that makes you an artist hmm. what you are okay 
the character hidden between in you you know uh, till a certain age you can groom the person to be an artist hmm. but after that if that person himself or herself has inhibitions about a few things oh okay. or uh, who is not able to express what he wants or she wants to say hmm. uh, i don't think they can go very well forward understood okay i understand what you're saying so it's like it's not that you shouldn't try but if you tried for a certain amount of time and then it's still not hitting you should know what you can and can yeah do. yeah that's right but that. it's worth giving a shot and seeing if it's for you in the first place yes okay okay that makes sense so now yeah so we talked about teaching how to teach you have our academy our students and i guess want to go back a little bit to performances because this is one of the questions mm-hmm. i like to ask is like so in terms of we talked about your creations and in terms of your like your performances if it's like if you feel like that's a different answer like what are your me- most memorable what is your what are your most memorable performances and do you have any anecdotes to share from them uh my most memorable performance will be from a tour uh, which i did for karnataka in 2018 january mm-hmm. along with my students okay. we were to perform in four to five places mm-hmm. uh continuously actually mm. and uh, there was a medical college where we had to perform mm-hmm. in bagalkot okay. and uh, there were 1600 students 1600 yeah is this a college like yeah it oh, is so a medical 20... college oh my god they, and okay, we had to perform there classical we had to perform for 3 hours so the first half was pure classical repertoire of kathak Achha. and the second half was a ballet shivatanda you know as usual there was a red carpet and so the uh, okay. the most difficult thing for a dancer to dance so to dance because on carpet? the carpet you just can't yeah oh. and so there was a carpet and uh, there was no uh, what you say uh, curtain there was not a curtain oh. so we were being ready and we were keeping our clothes in this room there were no uh, green rooms also mm. there was one electric room at both sides acha and uh, one store room and we had made place and we were afraid of going in that electric room because there were plenty of electric things going on but oh, yeah. still we had to use that place and so we were keeping our clothes mm. and when we were transferring ourselves from here to there the boys who were just sitting there casually started yeah. whistling you know okay. and started calling out names hey, and all that cheer just you know yeah. Uh, yeah. for fun thing mm. i just because young girls were there na along yeah. with me, my students were also there yeah. so they were feeling yeah just let's have some fun doing this mm. i i just thought that it's okay it's okay i just ignored it for one or two times and then i took the uh, mic uh-huh. and i said dear i expect some a sort of decency from you you know i can also whistle and i asked one of my students to whistle hmm. and she whistled because i can't okay she she blew a whistle okay. i can do but uh, i expected a sort of decency from all of you boys because you are here to watch a classical dance form hmm. and all these girls you can just have a talk, chat with them afterwards mm. but why show such indecency to them and after that they really kept quiet the mm. most important part was when we fi- finished shiva tandav yeah. there was such a huge applause from all those boys only who were whistling mm. you know we couldn't leave the stage for the for the next 5 to 10 minutes mm. and they were amazed and they came to us and they said that uh we are so sorry for our behavior tai this was amazing we had never seen such a beautiful thing going on mm-hmm. and i think that is the most me- memorable thing which i can give which i could share with my students mm. 
sharing with your students is very important because okay. i have experienced this before with my colleagues also my guru mm-hmm. bhaiyas also mm-hmm. but sharing such an experience with your students is much more important than that mm. and that was such an amazing amazing performance and all that so that is a thing which really really gives me goosebumps till date hmm so as i was watching you talk about this i guess one of, i lo- i love that you were doing like a small abhinay piece you like you were so expressive with your hands and i could <laughs> see you move from here to there you had the mic and everything so clearly yeah. you love this and uh yeah when you're talking to like boys of that age it's very <coughs> and you're trying to see like and discipline them it can easily come off as like them ignoring you i think you did a great mm-hmm. job of like talking to them in a way they understand maintaining yes. your boundaries and getting that done because if you just yes. say like hey stop talking they're going to get even more rowdy and then yeah, yeah a great right. job of like maintaining that balance um and one thing i want to ask you talk about students and started at 18 so one thing i'm very curious about manisha dai is like your relationship with the word guru because you know when you were younger they, at, at some point your students start calling you guru you may or may not have been comfortable with it it may be different now so what how is that relationship with you students calling you guru or someone else calling you guru evolved over time for you uh i really don't like that thing attached to my name guru manisha hmm. bhai you know because uh, there has to be a distinction in a teacher and a guru i haven't attained that thing to be said as guru this okay. is what i feel okay you know i'm a teacher i'm a very good teacher hmm. yes you can say me uh, i'm a professor in that yes i am hmm. i have the knack of teaching yeah. and i definitely teach very good i know that because the outcome which i have been seeing for so, so many years is good but uh, i really don't know whether i possess that knowledge of being a guru okay yes i am knowledgeable yes i give lectures in different uh, universities yes i till date i study whenever i want to talk i think over that piece yeah yes i do all those things yeah yes i may have a bit more knowledge than all the other people but mm-hmm. still i am not comfortable with that upadhi as guru okay but i have learned to cope up because uh, me denying it Yeah. isn't going to make the same sense for all other teachers also true that yeah so that is it uh, i'll just give you a recent example of sampada when she put that vidushi thing yeah. vidushi the trivat uh, team yeah. taught by vidushi manisha bhai yeah. <laughs> i said and she had sent it to me yeah. so i just asked her i wrote vidushi and a question mark yeah so she immediately sent me she whether you like it or not i am doing this <laughs> because other people do this Yeah. who don't have knowledge half the knowledge you have so mm-hmm. i'm going to do this mm-hmm. and so in the same manner i have accepted people calling me guru yeah because my saying doesn't matter for others who have uh, mm-hmm. said themselves guru mm-hmm. you know again a marathi thing ardhya hadkunda ni piwe hadkunda is uh, turmeric yellow Achha. Achha, you know mm-hmm. so uh, you have to put the correct amount of turmeric in a uh, uh, what do we say in a dish mm. to make it look beautiful oh, yeah. but there are so many people who feel that this much of turmeric is also enough to make you see, see you make you beautiful mm. those people people don't bother what upadhi is given to them mm. they don't say that please call me a teacher mm. i am not a guru if they don't care 
then I have much better sense than they have. Mm. Then okay, I'll okay. say myself guru. It's okay. 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 So I have made okay. peace with that word now. That okay. That's awesome. Yeah, I think on this note, couple of things come to mind. Like when I had Sujata Banerjee from UK, she told me like. I think she made peace with it when she said, like, when she realized that if her students get more than just Kathak and they get life lessons from them, that's when for the for her that's kind of the transition. And Swati Di had very inter- a very interesting thing to say, which is like Swati Di said that it's not for you to be accepting the guru, but it's for your students to have that relationship. So if your students start calling you guru, that's so yeah, there's a very interesting things there. And everyone, and this is a kind of question I like to ask. Manisha, I guess, uh, I guess, coming to my final question, okay. um, when it comes to say impact and legacy for in Kathak, and I know it's a, it's a bit, it's a bit loaded, so yeah, don't take your time with it and everything. But what would you like your legacy to be in the world of Kathak? I have been fortunate enough to learn under Rohini Tai, mm-hmm. and uh, her style is such a beautiful and unique style. Mm-hmm. that i feel that an artist has to grow you know mm-hmm. you have to make new creations to maintain the flow of the art okay the moment i stop creating mm-hmm. my art will stop with me so mm-hmm. i have to uh, see if i have learned a sargam from rohini tai mm-hmm. i have to create a tarana also accordingly but that doesn't mean that i have to dilute the sargam which i have learned from her acha the shuddha pieces whatever i have learned from her mm-hmm. should be retained the same way i have got from her and should be given to my students the same way mm. in this while while i say this i understand that it won't look the same to people mm. as it looked on rohini tai because mm. everybody is different mm. you know what i if i do a certain gesture it may look different on me and different on my student the hand would be in the correct direction but it will look a bit different mm. because she has her own characteristic mm-hmm. it's her body it will look different but you need not change the uh, tatva behind the rachana which you have learned so i want rohini tai's legacy to be taken forward as she had given us plenty of not only insights plenty of beautiful pieces mm-hmm. she has taught us and those pieces have to be retained and kept and given to the next uh, pidhi or what generation mm-hmm. actually that is very important for me that is legacy what birju maharaj ji dances mm-hmm. deepak maharaj ji doesn't exactly replicate it mm-hmm. but still he retains whatever he has learned from maharaji and adds give just puts on some add ons in it of his mm. own mm. that is necessary for his creative process okay in the same way i feel that what i have uh, rohini tai taught us roop kathak mm. it was a tintal set uh, in a musical way and all of us danced roop uh. kathak so the way she has taught us let's not change that piece a bit Hmm. If you want really want to do something else, don't touch that piece. Make something a new create create something new, totally new of yours. Acha. Just don't change the gestures of it. Now, if she has taught that dhan na dhan na take a chakkar, hmm. you just take a chakkar. 
you achha. don't need to dhand then jump dhand then jump it's not necessary achha, achha. she knew what she wanted to show people and i'm i'm very happy and proud to say this that her creations uh, made in 84 85 are still relevant till today hmm. when people watch those things they are more than happy and mesmerized by those things so why make a change in those things if you really want to do something creative create it on your own and don't touch her sequences that is my thing and okay. i've been trying to do that by heart i'm just giving that to my students and creating on my own hmm okay so yeah i guess to summarize from i'm thinking talked about creating something of your own and don't change what isn't broken and carry that forward and and legacy of energy so with that i kind of bring this episode to a close manisha that was great talking to you i would say my most memorable things from the episode would be when you obviously when you talked about your performance and when you talked about kind of reading their minds almost through their body language i love that um the questions about abhinay i wasn't really expecting to get an actual answer in the sense that it would actually i could use now but i did and it's actually something i can use which means go to actual actually go to performance so that's easier really? for me from phoenix i guess and yeah thank you so much for coming on and really appreciate it thank you so much pramit for asking me to have a talk with you you know while talking with you i also had a few insights uh because most of the things you think and uh, you don't know that thought is just gone at times but when you talk you start thinking about that same thing again and again and then your views are very much crystal clear to you so thanks for giving me this opportunity to have a talk, chat with you